If you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and turn over to Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to start our reading in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now what I want to talk to you about today is temptation. And really what I want to focus on is, is how Jesus dealt with temptation and how the ways that He dealt with temptation are, are no different than how we should deal with them. <clears throat> you know, a lot of times we we think about Jesus when He was on this earth. And, you know, we Jesus was out all at one time. He was, he was completely man. He was human. And at the same time, He was completely God. And, and that's real hard for us to <clears throat> wrap our minds around sometimes. But what I want to, want to show you this morning is just as this Scripture says, He was tempted in the same ways that we're tempted. The temptations we go through, He went through all of those things. And this Scripture tells us that <clears throat> He, our High Priest, can understand the kind of things you go through because He went through them Himself. He's not this high priest that was never subjected to anything and can't possibly understand your feelings because He was here. He was man. He was human. He had the same possibility of vulnerability. Now understand that. Jesus lived a perfect life. He lived a life without sin is what that Scripture says. But the possibility of sin was there. He just overcame it. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to read some more Scripture to you in a minute, but <clears throat> I want you all to understand something about Jesus. The temptations we're going to read about in a minute were real temptations. He didn't use some form of power to overcome these temptations that's not available to you and me. Let me give you an illustration of that. Have y'all ever watched a, a woodworking show on TV? You see this guy, he'll come into a shop and he's got every tool you can imagine set up in this shop. Many thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And he can take a piece of wood and he can just make some of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. And then you set out about to do, try to do the same thing and you can't do it. Why is that? It's not just because this guy has more experience. It's because he's got tools you don't have. He's got, thing, he's got tools that can do things that you can't do with little hand tools. He's got these big high dollar pieces of equipment. <clears throat> that is not the way Jesus was when He came to this earth. 
Yes, He was the Son of God. But you'll also see in the Word that He's referred to as the Son of Man. Because He was also fully human. He had the same things in Him that we have in us. Except, He also had something else in Him. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And when He was... When he went into the wilderness to be tempted, and we're about to read that scripture, it was just after he had received the fullness of the Holy Ghost. So he had these awesome tools, but he didn't have anything that's not available to you freely. Now let's read the scripture. It's in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, we'll start in verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when He had fasted forty days and forty nights, He was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to Him, He said, If thou be the Son of God... Command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now let's look at these temptations here. The first thing I want to point out to you is that every time Satan tempted Jesus with something, Jesus quoted the Word to him. Now, y'all can read what you want to into this, but I'm going to tell you right now, knowing the Word is key to overcoming temptation. If you find yourself in a place that you are often succumbing to temptation, you need to find out what the Word says about that sin. You need to find out how you are supposed to handle it, and you need to find out a little bit about what the Word says about Satan and what his place is. Because through Jesus Christ, through this Word, you have power over him. Jesus gave us an example of that. So the first temptation, Satan is tempting Jesus... And it's Satan against God's provision. 
Now, God's provision was to come later. And the last verse, we well, not the last verse. Yes, it was the last verse. Uh, it says, angels came and ministered unto him. So there was provision coming from God. But the temptation that Satan had was to, well, there's no reason to wait for God to provide for you. Just go ahead and change the natural state of these stones into bread because you're the Son of God. You don't have to wait on God to provide for you. Just go ahead and do what you got to do. Have you all ever felt a temptation like that? How many times has God provided for you, but you had to wait for Him to provide? Every time. <laughs> Every time God's provided for me, I had to. there was some waiting that had to occur. It wasn't ever just because I knew right now was the time I wanted it. <clears throat> but Jesus saw that. He, he saw the devil for what he was and that he was trying to just get him to succumb to this natural desire for food that he had. You know, if he were to give in at this point, those 40 days and nights of fasting would have just went out the window. There, they would have been for nothing. Because that's the whole point behind fasting is to, is to put your foot on the neck of that natural man and hold him down and let him know that, look, this is a spiritual time. This is a time for me to, to build up my spirit man and, and crucify that flesh. <clears throat> the next temptation is Satan tempts Jesus to take advantage of his power. So he told him, if you're the Son of God... Why don't you throw yourself off the top of this temple and let everybody see that you won't be harmed? What he was trying to do was to trick Jesus into having a little bit of pride rise up in him, to be a little bit uh, audacious, a little bit showy. You know, that's not how Jesus was. Jesus was... Meek and lowly, as the Scripture describes him. There was many times he would heal somebody and he would say, now don't tell anybody about this. Because he wasn't at that point in time trying to draw attention to himself. He, he wanted God to be glorified in everything he did. If he were to jump off of that temple and then fly around and everybody saw him, because think about this, this is, this is the temple. This is a place where people were always at. There was always people around. It wouldn't have went unnoticed if he were to jump off and fly around. <clears throat> so Satan was trying to hit that little nerve that all of us have. All of us have this desire for some kind of recognition. Like I said, these were real temptations. Don't think that that Jesus somehow was just above all of that. Now, I don't want y'all to think I'm trying to make light of Jesus being the Son of God, but what I'm trying to emphasize is the fact that He's also the Son of Man. He, he had this very human nature about Him. 
He could at any time, don't don't get me wrong, He could at any time exert His will as the Son of God. But if, if we read another Scripture, let me read it to you real quick. I think I have it here. No, I didn't write that one down. But there is another Scripture that says that He made Himself a little lower than the angels. He made Himself lower. He brought Himself down to our level by His own will. Now understand that. When I'm telling you that Jesus had these same kind of urges and temptations that you have, it's by His choice that He allowed those things. And it was by His choice that He allowed those temptations to come up on Him so that He could show us an example of how not only Him as the Son of God, but how even we can overcome these things. Now, Satan was trying to reach that urge, that desire to prove to everybody that he was the Son of God, that he was who he said he was. But I want you all to see what would have happened if he would have succumbed to that temptation. The first thing is, Satan was trying to prevent him from being offered as a sacrifice. Because Satan knew if he were to succeed in that, what would happen? If if Jesus would have gave in and He would have showed off a little, what would that have done? That would have proved that He wasn't the Son of God. That He couldn't just overcome all sin. If He would have given up at any point, it would have proved that Satan was right. Also, if he would have done a little showing off, what kind of example would that have been to us? You know, we are Christians. That word means Christ-like. Now, if he were to give us an example that was not pure and holy then we're, we're going to be trying to act just like Him, right? If y'all see somebody that claims to be a man of God, that wants to get up in front of people and just show out, you better watch out. Because that's not the nature of Jesus. His nature is meek and lowly. Now, there is a time and place for everything. And let me tell you something, there is a time coming when He is going to demonstrate His power to everyone. The Word tells us that there will be a time when every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That ain't because they want to, let me tell you. There's going to come a time when whether they want to or not, those knees will be bent and they will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because He is going to demonstrate His power. If you read in Revelations, you will see what's going to happen when He comes back. He's going to come back once to retrieve us. But when He actually comes and sets foot on this earth, it's going to be with a form of force. He's going to come back and fight But this was not the time for that. You know, Jesus did have a little bit of an advantage because 
He did know what was coming. But he was still subjected to these temptations. The next temptation, Satan tempts Jesus with power and wealth and by worshiping Satan before God. Now you look at that and you it's easy for us to think, well, Satan was promising something to Jesus that he really didn't have, but he did. Satan has power over this world. It's power that was given to him. So he was offering something to Jesus that Jesus is going to get anyway. But the, the worst part of that, that offer is one of the commandments. God told us in His commandments that thou shalt have no other God before me. And if Jesus would have bowed His knee and worshipped Satan, that would have been the end of everything right there. You know, Satan is uh, pretty tricky. And, you know, there's been times that I'm sure all of us have been in some some form of temptation where Satan may have kind of pro- offered up something to you and said, well, if you just do this, you know, this will be okay. But Jesus could see through His lies. He could see through them, not just because He's the Son of God, but because He knew the Word. He knew what the Word said. The Word says, Thou shalt have no other God before Me. Now, God would not tell you a commandment like that. He would not tell you something like that if there wasn't a reason for it. And, and He knew when Satan offered to put himself in that position. Because that's where Satan wants to be. He wants to be top dog. He knew there was something going on there. Now, <laughs> I'm sure when Satan came to him in general, he already knew what was up. But I want you to understand that these are real temptations. Satan couldn't have offered this thing if he couldn't have given it to him. You know, I was thinking about when when Jesus was on top of that temple and Satan told him to throw himself off and, and show everybody. You know, the, the Scripture that came to mind, it's in uh, Matthew 16 and 4, when the Pharisees and Sadducees were asking Jesus for a sign. They were basically saying the same thing. If you're the Son of God, show us a sign. You know, but take away all the stuff that Jesus had done. They still wanted to see a sign. They wanted to see something. What did Jesus tell them? He said, it's a wicked and adulterous generation that seeks a sign. If you can't look around you and see what God has done, if you can't look in His Word and see that I am who I say I am based on prophecy, then no sign is going to change anything for you. And that's exactly what Satan was trying to get Jesus to do, was to demonstrate something. Even though Satan knew who he was. You notice that Satan every time says, If thou be the Son of God. Why was he doing that? Satan knew who he was. You can look in there and find where devils were afraid of him because they knew who he was. He even at one time commanded them not to tell who he was because they knew knew him. They knew him before he ever came to this earth. But what are they trying to do? 
Satan was trying to get him to be boastful. He was trying to get him to to somehow catch him off guard to where he would want to do something that was not holy. Look, these temptations, it's easy to read these temptations and think, well, this doesn't apply to me in any way. But, you know, I'm sure there's other ways Jesus was tempted that are not listed in this little group of Scripture. The first thing we read says that He was tempted in all ways. Now, I don't know who this word's for today, but there is always a struggle with the flesh and your spirit. There's always temptations that come up that arise and you can handle it one of two ways. You can... You can say, get thee hence, Satan. Or you can embrace that thing. I want to stress something to you today because I think there is some confusion out there about this. Temptation is not sin. Just because you are tempted daily, just because it seems like you can't get Satan out of your ear, that is not sin. I hope that is encouraging to somebody today. It's not sin to be tempted. Sin is when you take that temptation and you allow it to be birthed in your heart. And you allow that thing to take charge in your life. And you commit that thing that you were tempted to do. Sin is not sin until it's brought to life. So, you know, Satan will tell you all kinds of things. The Word calls Him the accuser of the brethren. He not only accuses you to God, He accuses God to you. He will tell you God ain't going to do what He said He'll do. And He'll tell you that you haven't done what you said you would do. He, he will just tell you anything to make you feel bad. He will tell you even that this temptation you're going through makes you dirty somehow. But it's not sin until you actually do it. So don't give in to Him. Listen, you you can resist the, the devil. The Word says resist the devil and he will flee from you, just as he did here. It may take a little time. Took Jesus three times. I don't know why that is. I don't know if if Jesus just allowed him to be around him until he just got fed up with it and said, get on, or what. But what I'm trying to tell you is, you may spend all day in temptation. At some point, that devil is going to have to leave. I want, y'all, I want to point out something to you all about the devil. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipotent. And he's not omnipresent. If you don't know what those words mean, it means He doesn't know everything. He can't be everywhere at once. And He does not have all power. The devil will try to tell you that He does. He will try to give you this this impression that He has all this wonderful power. That He can just know everything that you know. He don't know every thought that goes through your head. 
I don't know exactly how it works. I can't explain all this to you today. I don't know how Satan communicates with us. But I think sometimes we give Satan way more credit than he deserves. A lot of times that little voice you hear that's tempting you to do something is your old nasty flesh that wants you to to do it. It Just to fulfill those urges that you have to, to meet that desire you have within yourself. But we, we try to give Satan all this credit. And I'm not about building up Satan. I don't want to give him any more credit than he deserves. So, I want you all to understand something today. Satan has power. But through the name of Jesus Christ, through the word that you can quote to him, he just lost every bit of it. He has no more power than you give him. So the next time you're feeling some temptation to do whatever it is, tell him, get behind me, Satan. There was an old song that says, Get thee behind me, Satan. Get on out of my way. I don't remember the rest of it, but that's enough right there. Just tell him, get out of my way. I've got things to do, and I don't have time for this today. Because I'm a child of God. I've been bought with a price. I'm, I'm the head, not the tail. You can crush everything Satan wants to do in your life with one swift movement. Now, let me tell you, he may be back tomorrow. <clears throat> that flesh, there's a reason why Paul said crucify the flesh daily. He didn't tell you that because the flesh is harmless. The flesh is my biggest problem. I don't worry so much about Satan. My flesh is what gets me in more trouble than anything else. It's myself. Now, if that's a problem, that's why, that's why Paul said, crucify that flesh daily. Every day you need to be sure that you are not allowing that flesh to take charge. 